Sharon Steed is an empathy consultant. She works with businesses who need to build empathy between their people. And of course, as you think about this, empathy is really the glue that's holding many people together in difficult circumstances in these challenging times. And as you'll hear today, Sharon has a pronounced stutter. But what's different is what makes clients want to work with her because she knows what it's like to be different. Sharon understands the power of leveraging diverse strengths and not just hiding what makes us different, but bringing it to the fore and of profiting from difference, not masking it or running away from it. And Sharon could have run away from her stutter. She could have avoided the stage because of a speech impediment. Instead, Sharon brings her stutter to her clients as part of her trainings and keynote talks. In today's episode, why people are starved of connection, according to Sharon, where Sharon found the courage to leverage her stutter and use this in her trainings, her workshops, how Sharon facilitates conversations in and around empathy, how being a TED speaker has led to a business idea for her, and what the business case is for empathy at work. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey! And welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark. It's my privilege every Thursday to be your host. And this is your show. This is the show for people just like you and I, people who are consultants, trainers, facilitators, where people who get a kick and make money from helping other people to be the best that they can be. Perhaps you work in corporate in a learning talent development function, or perhaps you work outside of corporate for yourself, your own direct clients, or even with other people's clients as an associate trainer. So if you're in the gig or world or business of selling your expertise in the form of products and services, workshops, consultancy, this is the show for you. And every Thursday, it's a combination of either one-to-one episodes where it's just you and I, basically, or I have a guest on the show, which is again the case this week. There are loads of episodes out there for you to listen to. You can find them on your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, and many more. And you'll also find all episodes, past, present, and future, on your podcast platform of choice, whatever that is. Sharon, hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you, Mark? Yeah, great. Thanks. And thanks for making time to speak to me and, of course, to share your insight and story with the audience today. You're an empathy consultant, and that's the first time I've uh, actually interviewed anyone who uses that title. And your business is called Communalog. Um, what were some of the experiences that led to you setting yourself up as an empathy consultant? Yeah, um, it's actually quite uh, an interesting story. So um, I'm a person who stutters. And so I had sort of come to this point where I was so t- t- terrified of just talking to people that, you know, I knew that I was going to have to overcome this fear somehow. And so um, I decided to just give um, a couple of talks at, you know, smaller events um, in my hometown of Chicago. And I thought that, you know, I could give a 
couple of talks and I would be completely, you know, okay with talking and I would never be, you know, afraid to talk to people again. And that's, um, not exactly how these things work. Right. And so, um, I would give these talks on communication and um, empowering and security and and patience and vulnerability and um, all the time, you know, like people would come up to me after these talks were done and say that they really appreciated, you know, my message of empathy, and so. After a, gosh, about a year of this, I was like, okay, I'm going to take the hint. And, um, and then the term and career empathy consultant was born. So I'm, I'm curious. I mean, if I, I know a couple of people who've got severe speech impediments, they're not trainers. And in fact, to many people, that's the opposite thing that they would do. They would think if I go into that position where I'm highlighting um, something I feel uncomfortable doing, um, I'll only expose myself to to ridicule or perhaps people saying, wait, wait a second, you're you're doing the one thing that actually is difficult for you. What was the, the thinking there to say, I want to actually stand up on stage and highlight what it is that's different about me and make that into a strength? So, um, again, in the beginning, um, giving talks was just about getting comfortable just speaking. Um, and then it quickly turned into this thing of, <clears throat> you know, I somehow was able to really captivate people and people were just incredibly Im- impacted by all of my talks. And so, um, I think that in the beginning it was like, okay, I'm going to get up on stage and then I'm just going to do my thing and everything's going to be fine. I mean, it's going to be terrible and I'm going to hate myself, but it's okay because I'm doing a thing that I'm apparently, you know, very skilled at. And then over time, you know, it's, turned into like, oh, okay, like this, you know, isn't about me. Um, This is about, um, you know, showing people, you know, um, the ways to truly engage empathy behaviors on a day-to-day basis. And so I think the most fascinating part here and um and this sort of correlates with you know um a part of the reason why um corporate empathy um is so important is that um showing you know my greatest um insecurity it actually forces people to get into the create uh, into the correct mindset, you know, to have empathy. Um, I think just from like a corporate and commercial perspective, um, people, you know, like have to get into that sort of 
empathy mindset uh, quickly in any given situation. And so because, you know, I am a person who stutters and there are times when um, it does take me, you know, a couple of seconds to uh, just say the words, um, people, you know, are forced to really slow down um, and they're forced to sort of, you know, have, um, have empathy and sort of connect, you know, their own um, insecurities as well as their own vulnerabilities um, to just the spaces that they are, you know, currently occupying. So we're, we're conscious for a range of reasons that most people listening to this would be aware of. In the last couple of years, this trend of of emotional connection, emotional intelligence. Um, why is em- empathy so important to the bottom line? If we think of, say, okay, an organization is going to bring you in, bring in Sharon Steed, why would they bring you in and which challenges would your business as an empathy consultant help them to overcome? So uh, this is interesting because, you know, at the beginning, um, companies could see that this was an official, but they didn't really know how to incorporate, you know, like these kinds of trainings into their day to day. Right. And so um, it took me a couple of years to sort of figure out that sweet spot. And so um, I focus on communication. And so improving communication um, between individuals and among uh, teammates in order to better collaborate uh, throughout the organization. Um, And then another thing that has happened is um, a lot of companies are a lot more invested in um, inclusion and diversity. Um, I think that um, after everything that happened over the past, you know, year and a half, uh, companies can see the benefits of being sincerely inclusive. And um, a lot of people do diversity, equity, and inclusion training, but it's challenging to really implement those practices. And so from um, my perspective, I come at it from a, you know, engage empathy and make that the foundation of your um, inclusion initiatives in order to make a genuine change at every single level of, you know, your organization. You have an ebook published by O'Reilly, and O'Reilly, of course, is quite well known as a, a nonfiction book author or a publishing company. Um, and the ebook talks about how companies can create you know, systems and services around the subject of empathy to help people, leading people, and those people they're leading, employees, to have, let's say, better relationships and experience at work. 
what are some of the systems and in a, in a practical sense so that people listening could say, okay, I know how to actually take the concepts of empathy and put them into or translate them into something that I can do, I can take action with to build a realistic and tangible empathy between people in my team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the hardest part, right? You know, like it's so, it, it, it feels very good to say like, I want my teams to, you know, have more empathy, but a lot of people just don't, well, one, they don't, you know, understand the concept of it. And two, they have no idea, you know, the ways to really implement it, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis. And so um, a thing that, you know, I do in my sessions is first, you know, have people define empathy. And so you, um, it's kind of similar to um, um, being, you know, in love, right? Everybody, you know, knows what it is, but like people can't really explain it. Right. I mean, like it's kind of this um, abstract concept. And so, you know, I have people um, change empathy from a noun to a verb. Right. Um, It is a behavior. It is a choice that, you know, you have to make. Um, And then I break those choices down. Um, I feel that um, a lot of the most impactful empathy behaviors are going to break down into sort of three different general um, buckets, right? There's being patient, there's um, um, garnering perspective, and then there's um, um, attempting to truly connect with, you know, those, those around you. And so from there, you know, my goal is to, you know, have people identify, um, the, the, the unofficial behaviors that, that they are already engaging in that fall, you know, into one of those buckets. And then we figure out how to really scale, you know, those behaviors um, to uh, continue to, you know, happen time and time and time again. Um, I don't believe in trying to teach people like brand new things um, that are going to be challenging to really implement um, in their day-to-day lives. Um, I kind of view it from the perspective of, okay, like you are um, already doing very beneficial um, behaviors that are going to further empathy on your teams. How do we build on those behaviors as a way to uh, grow your empathy practice. 
And listening to you, I think you mentioned, you know, patience as being one of the buckets, if I've heard you correctly, on in, in building uh, empathy. And I guess that makes sense for you because people have to listen to you. They have to be patient for you while you uh, say what you want to say. So it forces us to slow down. And I think that that's um, something I'm conscious of, given what I do, is often I feel like I'm under pressure to get to the end of the sentence, to get to the next sentence, to get to the next thing, and then ask the question I want to ask. Um, if, if I said to you, why should we do this? You know, I, I get it. I understand empathy is something that we should all be displaying more of. But when it comes to saying a, as a skill, a, a skill that we can teach, a skill that we can train, how would I convince an organization to say, guys, you've got to slow down, be more patient. And in being more patient, you're actually building more empathy with people around you. You know, I, um, <laughs> I spent years trying to convince people that, hey, you know, this is important. And they're like, yes, of course, but we're not going to hire you to do this. And um, it took, you know, a global pandemic and, you know, a um, social justice sort of, you know, phenomenon to really get people to see that the way that um, a lot of us do things is very counterproductive to the um, goals that we um, are trying to achieve, both as individuals as well as um, organizations. And so, you know, I tell my clients that empathy is important because it's the thread that connects us all, right? All of us have um, a lot going on outside of our professional lives. Um, we all come from different backgrounds. Um, we all, you know, have varying experiences. We all engage with products and services a little bit differently. And so um, a lot of the time, though, we'll come into these companies and we will kind of drink the Kool-Aid from, you know, like day one and we will, you know, only see what our co-workers sees and, you know, our managers see. And a part of the reason why you, you know, bring people in is because they are creative and they can give you different perspectives. But the problem is we get into, you know, these companies and all of that is sort of taken away because you are, you know, a part of this company now and you guys, you know, all have the same goals. And so it's harder to see, you know, another perspective or, you know, a problem in the product or, you know, a cap in the service because, you know, all of us are, again, drinking the Kool-Aid. And so, you know, I tell people that it's important to do these things because 
you know, you don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Um, You don't know um, how their um, time, you know, outside of the offices, you don't, you know, you don't know, you know, how your communication is positively or negatively impacting, you know, um, another person's experience on your team. And so it's important to slow down and to really engage in empathy behaviors because it's going to, you know, one, force you to really confront a lot of the biases and, um, a lot of the microaggressions that, you know, you probably don't even know are there. And then two, um, it's going to uh, force you just to have a lot more awareness of the experiences that other people are having with you as your coworker and, um, as your blah and uh, the experience that people are, you know, going to have with your products as a company. And then, I mean, the most impactful thing to me um, is the communication piece. You know, I am a big proponent of communicating with empathy. And so I, um, have seen in my practice that if you can change the way that people communicate and, and if empathy is the foundation of that communication, then you are going to be able to change, um, the way that people collaborate. You are going to boost productivity, um, inclusion is kind of going to be just the way of life because everyone, you know, feels, uh, that their, um, thoughts and perspectives, you know, are important to the company and, you know, people are going to just form better connections with both, you know, their coworkers internally and the customers. Yeah, and, and you've made a great point there. And I think you've made a very articulate case for why empathy is not just something to talk about, it's something to practice. And that's the danger, I think, with diversity and inclusion as well, DNI, is that it becomes lip service. People talk about this. We almost have some sort of corporate uh, temperature check. Are we doing this? Are we, be- are we being seen to do it? But we can't really achieve diversity and inclusion, or at least there's no point doing it unless there's actual empathy once we've got that level of diversity and inclusion, the way to include people is to make them feel good about themselves and to develop trust between people. And that's a two-way street, isn't it, Sharon? On the one hand, we've got this connection between ourselves in our workplaces as peers, as colleagues. Um, But then there's also the proposition of how we're connecting with the people who buy from us, to whom we sell, people who allegedly trust us unless we can actually do a really good job of empathizing with the conditions that people are in, the the values that they have, the needs that they have, and why they buy from us, we really can't do a good job of competing with organizations that, that do. 
So there's a real commercial imperative here. It's not just a case of saying, yes, we, we're, we're building empathy here. There's an actual commercial reason to do it. So on the one hand, we, we, we all want to be empathetic. It makes us, makes us nicer people, of course. But at the same time, from a, a real bottom line perspective, uh, just like DNI, there's an actual reason to do this, is that if we can build more empathy among ourselves, we'll have less employee turnover, we'll have less stress in the environment. And I talked to Jay Fields a couple of weeks ago about the impact of, of emotional stress on the body and the brain. Um, we'll have less of that, but f- from an outside perspective looking in, we'll be more able to relate to people who we need to sell to. And if we do that, we can stand out from the competition. Yeah, f- for sure. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people get a little bit concerned about like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to bring this person in and they call themselves, you know, an empathy consultant. Ooh, well, does that mean that, you know, I'm, you know, not good at this? Am I not connecting with people? Am I a bad person? And that's like, no, no, no. You know, all of us struggle with, you know, connecting with people um, around us because it's challenging. Um, it's kind of like going to therapy, right? Like you can go to therapy and, and, and improve yourself, but it's still a little bit taboo. And, you know, it's, it's, Difficult to sort of, you know, look internally and see, oh, like I'm doing these things and it's actually, you know, making parts of my life worse. And empathy consulting and empathy training, you know, can um, have that same sort of um impact on people to where they feel that you know um i'm you know like not a good communicator right like i'm not a good person for my teammates and so you know i am forced to do this thing where you know a person is going to come in and tell me that you know like i'm bad at you know this 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 and this and no, I mean, like, that's not the case. You know, like, my goal as a trainer and as a speaker um, is to empower people. And so, you know, I amplify the positive things that they are already doing. Um, and then I also assist them and identifying the things that they are doing that can um, slowly chip away at creating a more inclusive and empathic culture. And I mean, that's the biggest thing um, in convincing people is that, you know, one, you know, you aren't the only organization that is struggling. Um, I have talked to clients that are, you know, um, 60,000 people um, in their company. I have talked to clients where there's 
25 people and they're, you know, all having kind of the same problems. And so, um, a lot of it is just reassuring people that these are, you know, very typical, uh, roadblocks and that every single company is struggling with, you know, these same issues. I like what you said, and it's so true. If I were asked to go on an empathy course, someone might, I would think, be sending me a signal to suggest that I'm not really empathetic or that I need to improve this. Do you do you get that a lot? You know, when people say, well, do I need an empathy consultant? Is that you telling me something here? How do people react when you are, you know, you're into a classroom, you're with an office full of people, and the first thing they're saying is, or thinking is, why am I actually here? Is, is there something I'm deficient in? Is Do people react that way or am I reading things into things here? No, I mean, um, so I think that there are two kinds of people here. There are the people who are like, oh my God, this is so cool. I can't wait to, you know, learn a lot more about this. And then here are the people who are like, oof, I'm obviously doing something wrong. This is, you know, a very touchy sort of subject. And so, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I have seen that people are either fans of like, this is amazing. I want to take all of your courses or they are like, I can't believe I have to sit here and go through this. I thought I was a decent person. And so it's finding that like, um, again, as a trainer, it's my job to talk to every single person in the room. And, um, um, I think that stuttering and being a person who stutters, it really, um, just gives every single person in there something to connect with. Because, I mean, w- we all have insecurities. W- we all have things that make us feel vulnerable. And so, you know, me s- stuttering and s- struggling and just putting it, you know, um, out there in the beginning, it really puts everyone in the room at ease. Yes, I can. I would too. I would react the same way. I'd say, if this person has the courage to do this, the least I can do is open up to this idea. And I think that's actually disarming, if I may say that. Um, that would answer the question in my mind. And, and I know when people have asked me and said, will you coach X person? Um, they have a problem with empathy. Um, I'm thinking, well, that's, that's the beginning of the issue, is that the way we're couching empathy um, we're almost selling it like there's someone needs some kind of, you know, one-to-one to be human. <laughs> and, right. and it's hard not to be insulted when someone says, hey, you need empathy training. So I'm really curious as to how you've positioned that, but I can see why that makes sense. Um, so just give me, before we wrap up, just a couple of ideas of the courses that you you give. What are they called and how do you differentiate between the courses, the training that you offer your clients, Sharon? Yeah, so um, I have um, a couple of courses that are just on on empathy, and uh, one of them um, is called Engaging Empathy, and that one is just 
he's focused on, um, you know, talking about, you know, what empathy is, um, describing different um, impactful empathy behaviors, um, and then having people just define it, you know, on their own terms. Um, and I think that this is just, you know, a very kind of official exercise because, you know, we um, are going to need uh, to feel empathy um, a little bit differently in every single situation that we are a part of. And every person that we, you know, are talking to, um, you know, is going to feel empathy um, a little bit differently as well. And so I put um, a very big emphasis on, you know, defining what empathy is. Um, and then I have a course that's called Communicating with Empathy. And that one's available on LinkedIn. And that just breaks down, you know, how to put empathy as the foundation of the way you communicate. And um, a lot of people just feel very uncomfortable with communicating. Um, I would say 80% of the people I've talked to and worked with cite communication as um, a a pain point. And so that course is kind of um, empowers people to use their, you know, current voice to get their message across um, confidently of inclusion. Um, That one is focused on, you know, breaking down um, um, just culture and an organization, uh, why culture is important um, and, and, and the, you know, key sort of inclusive behaviors that are going to greatly impact culture and, and how we can engage in those inclusive behaviors to create the culture that we desire. And so, yeah, um, those are uh, just a few of the courses that I give. So final question then is, where can people find out more about you and your courses? You've a, you've a brand, you've online presence. Where would you like people to go to? Yeah, um, they can just go to my site, Communalog. That's C-O-M-M-U-N-I-L-O-G-U-E dot co. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Just type my name um, in the search bar and I'll come up first, I think. Um, And then I'm also on Twitter and that's um, Sharon Steed. Okay. So got all those details. I'll put those in the show notes along with the rest of the information today on trainingbusiness.com when the episode comes out. Sharon, thank you so much for being my guest today on the show. Oh, of course. Thank you for bringing me on, Mark. This was great. 
My guest today was Sharon Steed, and my sincere thanks to Sharon for being your guest and our guest today on the show. And my thanks to you for tuning in for another episode of the Training Business Podcast. There are plenty of great podcasts out there. I know that because I listen to them too. But I really appreciate your loyalty, your listenership. And I'd love to invite you to subscribe right now because it costs absolutely nothing and takes a couple of seconds to do. It brings the show to people just like you and I, people who are starting training businesses or consultation businesses or working in facilitation or some kind of coaching and maybe a combination of those things. So if you found value, I'd love you to contact me as well. You can reach me personally via mark at trainingbusiness.com. That's mark at trainingbusiness.com. You can contribute articles to our blog. That's trainingbusiness.com. There's no charge and it's wonderful to provide a showcase for people like you out there to highlight exactly what you do and can help other people with. If you'd like to comment on past episodes or make suggestions for episodes, content and guests, please reach me on mark at trainingbusiness.com. There is, of course, a fresh episode next Thursday, as there is every single Thursday. Until then, look after yourself. Keep training. Keep going. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.